Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Gracious God, may we find the blessing that we need this time and place. For we ask it all in Christ. Amen. The story today from Acts, the second volume of Luke's gospel, the gospel of Luke and then the book of Acts, this, um, this passage today is about and it's really a story of evangelism, believe it or not. Story of evangelism, a word that, that I'm sure makes most of us somewhat uncomfortable. And uh, we, we sometimes feel that, that only certain people are gifted to be evangelists, and it is certainly true uh, with Philip. We find he is a gifted evangelist. Everyone has different gifts. We all have different gifts, believe it or not. And I think throughout life we find out what they are, and hopefully we use them. When I was growing up, we had an upright piano, a big old upright piano in our, in our house. And um, I remember from time to time, a man would come to the house, and he would not drive himself, and someone would help him out of the car and walk him up the steps into the house. And he would tune the piano for us. The reason that he needed somebody to go with him that he was blind. He could not see. But he had this unbelievable ability to hear sound in such a way that he tuned the piano. Uh, our senses are, are increased. When we lose one, we gain another. But not everyone who loses their sight is a piano tuner. It was great. He was just phenomenal, that, that gift but evangelism in the Word makes us uncomfortable. It really does. I've seen that throughout the years. And maybe there's a, a better way to look at it. Instead of calling it evangelism, what is it really trying to do? It's trying to connect us with God and connect God with others. And so I look at it more in terms of building a bridge. Because we all build bridges in one way or another. Now, I was, uh, Kathy and I were in Dingman's Ferry for nine years. Now, Dingman's Ferry is along the Delaware River. It's, it's in Pennsylvania. And we had another church in Haynesville, uh, which is in New Jersey. And uh, there is a little bridge called the Dingman's Ferry Bridge, if you're ever up there. I think it's one of the last remaining uh, bridges owned by a family. And when, years ago, we'd go over 50 cents, then it was 75 cents. I don't know what it is, maybe a dollar now. You don't think it's that much money, but add that up over the years. This family is very, very wealthy. We had a woman in the church who was the manager over the bridge, and I said to her one day, Elsie, uh, how much money do they make each year? She said, oh, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. But they made a lot of money. And it was a very good bridge. I mean, it was a steel bridge, but it had wooden planks. So whenever you rode your car across it, even to this day, it's clickety-clack, clickety-clack. It makes you a little nervous. But you get used to it, and after a while, and it's such a nice way to connect New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and it's a lot quicker than swimming across the Delaware River. The crossing bridges, it's such a, it's such a simple thing. The funny thing is, if we look at our own lives, we're doing it all the time. We're doing it all the time. Today we had a baptism, sure, I'm sure that the families invited relatives. Come join us. Let us celebrate this together. Be with us for this day. When we say to someone, we will keep you in our thoughts and our prayers. 
visiting someone who is sick. There are so many ways that we build bridges between ourselves and others. Now we may say, well, yes, but certain people are more gifted than others. There's no doubt about it. And Paul tells us, we find out in Scripture, yes, there are many different gifts. Many, many different gifts. But we are all called to build bridges. And we can't fall back and say, well, it's really not something I can do. Philip, we'd say, well, Philip was a great evangelist because he saw this Ethiopian eunuch and he went up to him and said the simple thing, hey, what are you reading? <laughs> do you understand what you're reading? Well, Philip, he was, he was a great disciple. He was not one of the original 12 disciples. Philip, though, Philip was an administrator in Jerusalem. Poets of all time, one of the great English poets. Chaucer was also an administrator. One of the greatest American poets, Wallace Stevens, was an insurance salesman. We are all called to build bridges. It's a wonderful gift, the ability to do it, but we have to find it and we have to take it seriously. Henry Ford, a great Henry Ford, had a very close friend who who was upset one day found out that Ford had bought an expensive life insurance policy from someone else. And he went up to Henry. He said, Henry, I'm so upset. Why didn't you buy insurance? You know I sell insurance. Why didn't you buy the policy from me? And you know what Ford said very simply? You, you never asked me. You never asked me. You're all called to do this, this work in whatever name it's called. The great, the great evangelist Dwight Moody once was approached by a woman who said, I don't like the way you do evangelism. And Moody said, you know, I don't like the way I do evangelism either. He said, tell me how you do evangelism. She said, I don't do evangelism. He said, I like my way of doing evangelism better than, than not doing evangelism like you do. You see, that is the challenge for every single one of us. One of the great minds and, and leaders in the history of the early church was Basil the Great. And he said uh, this, uh, God first gathered the unlearned, afterward philosophers, nor has he touched uh, or taught fishermen by orators, but rather subdued orators by fishermen. Ah. See, that's the thing. Building bridges. Building bridges. I grew up on a little cul-de-sac in Berkeley Heights, a little circle. And it had about eight, eight houses around the circle. And at the end of the street, at the end of the circle, there was a big forest, really. But there was a creek. And then on the other side of the creek, there was another development, a huge development, part of our town. And so people were always going between the houses and crossing. There was a little, there was a little uh, bridge not really a bridge. It was really just a, a piece of wood. And one day we had a bad flood and wood was washed away. So all the men on the block decided to get together. None of them were carpenters, and you could tell. But uh, they were engineers and teachers and executives or whatever. And they got together and they spent the weekend building, designing, and building a bridge. And it was amazing for me to watch because as a young boy, I watched all these men working together to build this bridge that would go across the creek. And it stayed there for years and years and years 
think, well, sometimes we see what the bridge builders are doing. We see the people that are using the saws and the hammers and all that. But you'd be surprised when we really think about it. We're building bridges in direct and indirect ways all the time. I think of the two homes on each side of the pathway that people went through this yard. We had the Schultzes on one hand, and we had the Hagedorns on the other, two German families, and people would traipse right in between their yards. Now, when that little footbridge was washed away, they could have said, finally, let's put a fence up. But no. By the grace of God and their grace, really, they said, no, we're going to build a bridge knowing that even more people would walk between their houses, through their yards, a path through your lawn. It's also so a bridge could be built. What we find is if we really work at building bridges in this life, sooner or later we find out not only are we building bridges, but we're crossing bridges, and when we cross the bridge, we even realize we become the bridge ourselves. And that is worth celebrating, because then we come to realize that we build bridges. Why? Because God first built a bridge to us. Let us pray. Gracious and ever-loving God, we come together this day thankful for the wonderful miracle of life, the miracle of birth, and the celebration that we all partake in as we join together. We are grateful for the ministry that you have provided in our midst. And for those that have joined us this morning, those that are part of our gathering, we give thanks for the children. We give thanks for those that have been part of the life of this congregation, for those that have entered the Christian church. We give thanks for those that have joined this church. For your blessing has been upon us all. We give thanks for Scotland and Evelyn, Eva and Nate and Amy and their family. We give thanks for the many ways in which your grace is known in our world and in our lives. We give thanks for those that have been bridge builders in our lives. We pray that you may direct us, that we may better understand your grace as it works in our lives. For our world is in great need of building rather than tearing down. Help us to find new ways of being in ministry. Help us to find new ways of enjoying the gifts of life and sharing them as well by whatever name we use. Help us to discover the gifts that have been bestowed upon us that we may share with others. And so today we lift up those that have been named. We pray for Steve and Katie and Grace, Lucy, Manolo, for our brothers and sisters that are near and far. We pray for those that continually struggle against disease and loss 
injustices that go beyond anything we understand. Brothers and sisters, all children of God, in this nation and beyond. So hear our prayer as we come before you, each and every one with our own personal prayers. We ask and remember all things in the name and for the sake of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. 